0: Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host Katherine Niker.
1: and I'm your other host Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode
0: fifty-three. Yes, it Look is. at us. We're Woo. mid. We're mid-June. We're middle-aged. It's all. <laughs> yeah,
1: everything's you know, mid.
0: Everything's mid right now, except for us. Except for us in this league, um, everything's very much in full full swing right now uh how's your week been freddie
1: it's been great um i've been watching a lot of w uh and it's been fun my my links are uh winning some tight games uh mostly against the sparks but uh it's fun yeah there's been um it's been some good ball recently
0: yeah, I agree. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of great basketball. Uh I mean the Dallas Wings have been very surprising. Well, maybe surprising to me, probably maybe not surprising to everyone else. I just wasn't expecting them to be like this, this good, certainly in the playoff mix, but I just feel like, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week how Enrique's just having like a breakout year. And uh, you know, they're they're second in the in the West. I don't know who else I expected to be second in the West, but I just feel like I don't know. I feel like come playoff time, they're gonna they're gonna keep things a little interesting for us outside of just the big two.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last year how uh, they sort of like were in a lot of close games, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I think they they seem like they've put like enough together to um, make a playoff run. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're a Wings fan, it definitely seems like the trajectory, I wouldn't say is straight up, but it's, you know, it's headed in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And then also surprising to me, this season has been the Connecticut Sun. Yes. Who re, like remember last season, like when they let go of Kurt. What's his name again? Kurt who coaches? Kurt Miller. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I almost said Rambus. <laughs> Kurt Rambus, yeah. <laughs> Too much basketball in the brain. Uh, Kurt Miller and then obviously John Cole Jones mm-hmm. joining the Liberty. I was like, what is the Sun doing? Because they yeah. were such a good team. I didn't expect this team to be like, we were like, are they blowing things up? Are they starting over? And absolutely not the case at all. Uh, they've got 10 wins, uh, they're first in the East. Just incredible stuff.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I was listening to or I was watching the game and they they played a clip from Kurt Miller talking about um, Well, it was connected to pride. And, you know, Kurt Miller was also talking about sort of like how happy he is for the sun and how excited he is for, uh, you know, his new position with the Sparks. And I remember when we found out, like, you know, there's so much coaching stuff in the offseason, right? Yes. When we, when we found out that Kurt was leaving, it sort of seemed um, and I don't want to speak for you, but, it, you know, it sort of seemed like the end of an era, you know, the son are going into a rebuild. We'll see what he can bring to the spark to the sparks. And um, yeah, it's uh, I mean, the sparks are doing OK, but the, yeah, you know, just to sort of echo your point. The Sun absolutely do not seem like they're in any form of a rebuild.
0: No, not at all. They they are very much in it to win it. Speaking of which, Freddie, we have three players this season that have scored 40 points in mm-hmm. a game. Uh, we have Stewie, of course, uh, yeah. Connecticut's Duana Bonner, and Enrique Gumbawale. So that's huge for the league. That's huge for them, obviously, just yeah. having these big scoring outbursts. Who do you think is going to be the next player to have a 40 point game?
1: Yeah, so this is fun. I mean, I, I love witnessing any form of history, and I guess this is the, the the record for 40 point games in a season is three. So if we have one more 40 point game, that's going to be, you know, I guess like the most individual prolific scoring season um, for the W, which is fun. And yeah, I think there, there's a couple choices here, but I am going to go with uh Jewel Lloyd.
0: Uh, oh yeah.
1: Le- leading the league in points. And I just feel like Jewel Lloyd can absolutely get this done.
0: Yeah. That's a great pick. I, uh, I completely agree. I think who do I think could get forty points? I mean, obviously, somebody like a Asia Wilson could have a forty yes. piece. Um, you know, maybe not the most exciting answer, but that was the I first. Mean, that was the first name that came to my mind.
1: It doesn't need to be exciting. I feel like it just needs to be real, you know. Uh, I, and, and I think Asia Wilson definitely can put up a 40 piece you know i can imagine like let's say like whatever parker um takes a game or two off because or they
0: just see that she's so hot they're like let's just they just feed her yeah yeah Yeah. for sure um do we think do we think kalia copper could have a 40 piece uh i
1: i'm not sure if i see it i feel like i was
0: just trying to pick one of these teams
1: yeah, so I, I, I know I'm looking at that this That are kind of in here. the bottom tier. I think Deladon could. Um, you know, averaging, uh, where is it here? Uh, well, only averaging 18 points a game. But, you know, I think Deladon is, is a pretty serious scorer. So, like, if she's on one. Um, uh, Satu Sabali is averaging 20 points a game. Uh, so, but then, and then the other, you know, the fourth leading scorer in the league is, uh, Nafisa Collier. So 21 points yeah. a game, the offense is built around her. Uh, you know, I can imagine that, that going down.
0: Nafisa's a good answer to, I, yeah, I think like if I had to put money on it, I would pick Asia Wilson, but I like Nafisa and Jewel Lloyd as kind of like a dark horse pick. And what who's about gonna have the next 40 piece?
1: What about Griner?
0: Griner could, I mean, Phoenix is struggling, man. I know. Right. But, Phoenix but Brittany's been killing it. totally. And so, so much has to run through her for anything to work on that team. Unfortunately, like I feel like, man, it's, it's one of those situations where like she's on the bench and it's like every other player on the court just has a minus now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just, that's kind of what it is with that team right now. So yeah, maybe Brittany. Brittany could really go off. That's true.
1: Uh, Do we know, uh, and and I don't want to put you on the spot here, but do we know if uh, Diggins uh, Smith is, is coming back this year?
0: Uh, I don't know when she's slated to come back.
1: Um, Okay. I'm going to, as we peruse other topics, I'm going to, I'm going to check that out because I feel like that's it's massive for for the Mercury. Yeah.
0: They miss her a lot. It's yeah. true. They do. Um, all right, Freddie, let's move on and talk about this article that you found. Actually, the WNBA website put this out. Uh, this was written by uh, Mark Schindler, who's actually pretty big on Twitter. I really enjoy uh, Mark's stuff. He did this whole uh, piece, breaking down uh shot creation and which players are really, Uh, doing this at an elite level in the WNBA. Um, he kind of broke it down into like different categories. He, you know, first one is like burst acceleration. What's your first step, uh, footwork, uh, how a player can manipulate a defender, uh with their handle essentially uh how quickly do they recognize uh attacks gaps and openings uh can they create space in multiple directions and do they have scoring ability and variation in their scoring so this is uh you know it's very in-depth but lots of like really great like video examples here as well definitely recommend people check it out uh freddie who are some of these creators uh, featured here that you would like to talk about?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, we were talking about uh, before the podcast, like I I really love an article like this because we're getting into like the nitty gritty, like who's doing what on the court and, and shout out to uh, Mark Schindler for kind of breaking it down in a digestible way. Um, But you know, yeah, uh, he's talking about plum sort of using her speed, uh, and variation. Uh, uh, Arike is sort of like, you know, a- attacking off the bounce um, and and using that burst and sort of that like, you know, that side-to-side rhythmic handle. Um, uh, Kelsey Mitchell uh, is sort of like, you know, attacking space in selective ways. Um, uh, and, and and Jewel Lloyd just an absolute scoring machine this year. And um, and uh, Ryan also uh, Howard is, is kind of doing a lot of like step back threes and creating space with her size. Uh, There's a really cool clip where she fairly easily scores over Asia Wilson, uh, you know, former uh, defensive player of the year. So yeah, it's just uh you know, it's a fun to look at some of the more explosive, intelligent players in the league right now, particularly from the guard spot. It's not a lot of featured, Like it's not really doesn't really focus on how like Stewie creates or you know that sort of thing. But um yeah, just uh just kind of zeroing in on how players create advantages and how they uh manipulate defenses. So um but yeah, to answer that, I think I'm going to go with uh Chelsea Gray, who I didn't mention, um, is also uh in this article. And uh, there's only one clip, but it sort of illustrates what she's able to do, which we saw a ton of in the, in the finals last year, which is kind of just like get a defender to commit a little bit and create just enough space for a fadeaway and drain shots. Like it's it's a type of, it's a type of scoring that is absolutely backbreaking because there's not really anything you can do and and yeah she you know it's a mixture of like body ball and head fakes and really it's not you know it's not something that a coach is going to be able to say like okay do this and do that and here's how you stop chelsea gray it's kind of um yeah it's kind of bleak when you're when you're guarding someone like that cool uh
0: yeah definitely recommend people check that out um did you have anything else to add to it or you're good?
1: No. Yeah. It's a fun article. Uh, check it out. Cool. It's on d- WNBA.com. Uh,
0: okay. There has been an update in uh, chartered flights in the WNBA. This came out uh, last week just after our episode was released. Uh, the WNBA is coming up with a service called JSX. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is they describe, oh my god, I kind of hate this quote. They describe it as a hop-on jet service that's faster on the ground and more comfortable in the air. It's like... That's a nice read. You're a private jet, get over it. Okay, so Ah. (laughs) uh, so the WNBA has allowed this service to be available to teams. So basically these planes are a capacity of 30 people and the teams can purchase flights through this service if they choose. However, this service is only available in certain WNBA cities. And it's funny because like this article goes like, oh, it's not available in every city. And I'm like, okay, so what cities is it actually available? And I don't Mm -hmm. know why it didn't take that step. So I went onto their website and I counted. It's available in New York, Las Vegas, LA, Mm -hmm. Dallas, and Phoenix. That's it. So it's only available in 5 out of the 12 WNBA cities. Right. Um which is like confusing to me because I the whole point in being for the WNBA to say no like to private planes is because it's a competitive advantage mm-hmm. for the teams who do want to purchase Private planes, and for the teams who don't want to purchase private planes, right? I was talking with my hands and I knocked something off my uh, desk. There, we're, uh, we're animated
1: here, okay? And, here we... and the
0: thing is, is that like, not only is that a competitive advantage, it's also a conference advantage because New York is the only city in the Eastern Conference of the league that has access to this mm-hmm. as a home team. So if you're like the Wizard, or sorry, the Mystics, you know you're this would only benefit you if you were on like a West coast road trip and you were traveling to one out of those four. So it's just like, I don't know. It does not It's weird to me. In one hand, it's like, yes, this is a good first step. Obviously this is going to help Brittany Griner as uh, she's in Phoenix and she has access to this, but only again, only to certain cities. So, I guess it's a good first step, but I also think this is like, it's far from ideal.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think you covered a lot of good things, particularly with the competitive advantage and sort of some of the, you know, hypocrisy going on there. Or I mean, like, maybe not hypocrisy, but like lack of consistency. Um, there's also like a lot of, what was interesting about this article for me is like, there's a lot of specific rules. Like you can't, you know, like you can use it on a back to back this flight. Uh, But you know, you, uh, you know, you, you you have to like, it has to be part of like a regular fly route. And if it's not part of a regular flight pattern or whatever, you can't use it. Um, It can be used for the visiting team of the commissioner's cup uh, so there's all these kind of, uh, like incremental advantages, uh, or, I mean, sort of like not advantages, uh, incremental sort of like they're, they're, they're really sort of like tiptoeing their way into chartered flights, which I guess is the beginning of that movement. So in that sense, I think it is relevant and, um, I forget where it is in the article, but uh, I thought it was phrased really well. They were just sort of saying like, you know, this is becoming the chartered flights is becoming the sort of main kind of like go to subject for the W. Like, I think it is the obvious and very important next step as far as making this league more professional and, and, you know, giving like allowing the athletes to, feel more dignity like you know just like reading reading about like you know the the leg room and 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 just sort of like the like how much faster it is for the athletes to get on a chartered flight. like it, it this really is a big deal and yeah I, I mean i get the competitive advantage part of this like jsx thing but at, at a certain point the w just needs to kind of like go for it. Um, yeah. The, the last thing I'll say is that I feel uh, one thing that was kind of interesting in this article as well was uh, they referenced Engelbert saying that, you know, she wants this more than anyone. And they did allude to the fact that this could potentially happen before the next CBA. So I hadn't heard that before. Uh, and they said that, the way it would work is they would attach a letter, like basically an amendment to the CBA, um, which I think is, yeah, is, you know, corporate speak for this. This is getting there, but we, we just, we need a like a, we need a plan. That's more concrete.
0: I mean, I've said this before, but I'm just like, who the hell is holding out?
1: Yeah. That's totally. what I
0: want to know. Who's holding out. Because it's like, just invest in your team already. This is getting stupid. Um, I mean, at least this is available to some teams temporarily. Um, But like I said, it just defeats the purpose of why this league tried to have an even playing field to begin with. Um, You know, there's some difference between this and letting a team just buy a plane like New York or Vegas. Um, because they can only go to so many places, but still, I, I just who's holding out? Let us know. <laughs> let us bombard them with emails, etc, and let's just get this done.
1: yeah, I, I said this last episode, but you know, I think I'm sticking with my idea of uh, we need a, a little bit of a naming and a shaming campaign. Like we need to sort of like because we know who's in. So, I don't want to assume, let's say the links, the wings and the fever are out, but I want to know, you know, to your point, like who is, who's the loudest owner against us? Like, I, 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 I want to hear why and, and what's, what's their plan just to wait it out. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. So. And it
0: seems inevitable, especially if they are going, if they are willing to add an amendment to the current CBA, then even if they wanted to wait to the next CBA to renegotiate it, it's like there's just too much public pressure,
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: especially after what happened to to Brittany last week. It's just there's too much public pressure to get this done. It just seems inevitable. Like I don't know how much longer they could possibly hold out, and I again, have no idea what it's like to be a billionaire or whatever, but (laughs) I just mean like, what's the difference between buying a private jet now and buying it two years from now? I I don't know the difference. I mean, it's just, it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And I guess what I hope, like the cynical part of me thinks that um, what's going to propel this is, is another incident of some kind
0: god I hope you know
1: not. And, and, and i really yeah me too like i really really hope that the w isn't sort of just waiting for something bad to happen again and more public pressure yeah
0: agreed agreed um okay let's move on to our badass player of the week who you got
1: Uh, I I don't know if I've taken her so far. She's always right there, but um, she's on a historic... She's had a historic start to the season, so I'm going with Stewie. Um, Absolutely killing it. She is the first player in WNBA history to start the season with 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 40 assists uh, in her first 10 games. We talked earlier about Uh, The biggest kind of scoring outputs of the year. She dropped 45 this year. Um, But, you know, yeah, even in the last week, she's three and one. uh, 24 points a game, uh, you know, shooting 42 percent from three. She's uh, averaging 11 rebounds and five assists, a steal and three blocks. So just like, yeah, like, you know, it's an MVP type year. So yeah. Shout Absolutely.
0: out to Stuart. Uh, completely agree. Uh, I'm gonna give this to a player and a team that we do not give enough love to, and that is oh, I
1: can guess. I feel like I could guess almost.
0: Uh, that is Aaliyah Boston. Nice. That's the other thing. Of the Indiana Fever, uh, she is as of this week leading the entire league in field gold percentage. Wow. That is massive with 66.4% from the field. That That's is... wild. And she's a rookie. This is so huge.
1: And, and also to be like, you know, the main to, to be featured in an offense and be leading the league in field goal percentage is... in
0: your first year. I mean, that is so impressive. Her average right now is 16 points a game, seven rebounds, uh, 1.6 blocks, uh, and she's averaging uh, just under 30 minutes a game. So. Yeah, th- those are massive, massive numbers. Uh, probably, as of right now, maybe a runaway rookie of the year. Um, but leading yeah. the league in field goal percentage is just so next level. So, shout out to Aliyah Boston.
1: Also, uh, also Eastern Conference Player of the Week. There you go. So, um, yeah, I, I-, I watched uh, Fever Against the Dream. Uh, against the dream the other day and it was amazing watching howard and um and boston go at it like two south carolina first overall picks back to back like they're both so their games are different but uh yeah it was it was cool
0: amazing uh freddie it is time for your fun question
1: okay so uh this is um this this freddie's fun question Uh, Is is all about Arika Agumawale, uh, who got ejected from the Dream and Wings game, which was a blowout. Most techs in a uh, WNBA game. So she got uh, double-teched, thrown out of the game, and decided to sort of make a meal of it and got the crowd going. And um, on her way, out, actually signed an autograph, which was hilarious. So it made me think... Catherine, if you were ejected from a game, what is something funny you would do? Like, how are you making a meal of this? How are you turning it into a moment?
0: See, this is so interesting to me. I love, by the way, that she signed autographs on the way out. I think <laughs> yeah. that's so cool. Um, and yeah, I, I here's the thing: like, you know, you and I both do comedy, but I'm a stand-up, so I'm really more about like my words. Sure. Where like you do a lot of like improv and sketch. So Mm -hmm. you're better with like your actions and in a scenario like this, you're not, you don't have a mic.
1: You don't. Yeah.
0: Right. So this is like, kind of like, you know, we're in miming territory. Yeah.
1: You're in mascot territory. Like
0: here. Yeah. So like what I, what I would want to do, and I don't know how I would pull this off is just like, I would want to do like a fashion show, i would want to do like a costume change i would want to do like something in the tunnel you know what i mean where i just get to like model outfits and walk the catwalk or something like that i feel would be funny to me now why would i have so many outfits at the game ready for yeah. a moment like this i don't know we're not going to worry about that
1: yeah this that's is a part fantasy of the that's part of the maybe prep.
0: maybe it's like whatever my teammates fits were <laughs> i like mix and match their fits or something sure. uh with permission and and then i just modeled different outfits and you know sissy that walk
1: um i saw an amazing sort of viral clip of uh, jimbo um oh my god this
0: clip of jimbo doing as shirley temple is so amazing uh yeah shout out to jimbo i would love to do something like that actually maybe yeah i'm
1: I'm picturing that it's like you 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 take off your jersey there's another jersey you've switched teams Um, (laughs) you know what i mean something like that uh maybe
0: i haven't switched teams Maybe it's like my high school jersey, but also like, what if I just reveal a Shirley Temple costume and yeah, I, yeah. and I do my thing to put on, put on or something to that effect. I just think that would be funny. And that would be like something I could pull off.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, mine's a little less prep and just sort of going off the moment. Uh, I am going to find a place to plank. Uh, I'm going to I'm just going to plank like find a chair something but I just think it would be the perfect photo op because it's sort of like the article is going to come out it's like Freddie Rivas got ejected from the game and decided to plank you'd have fans looking at me I'd be like stiff as a board planking on something uh, and you'd have like security waiting to bring me out wow you're just
0: showing off all your core strength right now
1: yeah, well, the thing is, I feel like I'd only have to do it for like max two seconds and there'd be a good photo. <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have to hold it, you know?
0: <laughs> but if you're waiting for security, you're going to have to hold it for like maybe two minutes.
1: Yeah. If it, okay. If it's, if there's a video, it would, it would look worse. Like, they'd be like, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of core strength. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> sort of, I'm thinking about the photo op, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. I think both of ours would go viral.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just uh, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, so I just wanted to touch back. Um, don't have a specific date, but Skylar Diggins Smith, um, is uh is away on 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 maternity leave, uh, having her second child. So I'm not sure what that means for her timeline coming back. But um, yeah. So that that's that's yeah. That's going well, right now.
0: yeah. I knew she was on mat leave. I just didn't know if she was expected to come back or not. Yeah. I'm gonna say no.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say no too because the season's a pretty short window, so I don't really know when her due date was and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, that's been our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us at the Pickup WNBA Pod. Uh, thanks again, Freddie. I don't know if you want to shout out anything.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to shout out we, me and you did the Dice It Up podcast uh yesterday uh i'm not sure when it's coming out um but it was really really fun uh we talked with uh uh, dano matea and ice young uh and we're gonna be having them on soon as well uh as sort of like a you know a cross episode uh mashup thing so yeah it was fun shout out to them make sure you check out their podcast which is on uh the her hoop stats podcast uh, network. You can check it out at herhoopstats.com. dot com, and um, also uh, last thing, Catherine is. Uh, I'm not sure if we officially announced it, but uh, we we have decided to try and go weekly uh, for the rest of this NBA uh, WNBA season. And um, yeah, so we're gonna be we're gonna try and hit you up every week.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, we are every other week during the off season, but. During the season, we're going to try and be as consistent as possible doing episodes weekly. There's always so much going on. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you to all our new listeners. We really appreciate you so much. You've really motivated us to uh, kick this into high gear. So remember to uh, you know follow us, stay subscribed to the podcast, tell your friends, tell your WFBA friends about us. And uh, we'll catch you next week.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye yeah, yeah.